Joy. I'm not going to worry about your level of concern. Joy and double Joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple Joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple Joy. Coach T, besides my Lord and Savior, Coach T, save me. I believe in the United States of America, and I believe in the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, not the Baltimore Ravens, as of this morning, are a playoff team. A2, Judas, I think Coward is, uh, <laughs> it only took him a matter of weeks to go back on his... Steelers playoff prediction. Or weeks or simply looking at his ratings, looking at needing more impressions. Absolutely. We'll get to that in the second half. Mm -hmm. It's what Jin's talking about. The conversation about the Steelers social media conversation, exposing all your hot and toxic takes all across Steeler Nation and beyond the media, the universe, the X, the X-verse. Parallel dimensions all the way throughout. Yeah, The threatosphere. The MCU. Oh, the Threatosphere. I don't know. I just made that up. Oh, okay. No, I mean, it's probably out there too. Sure. I'm Kyle Kreis. With me is Mr. Season Tickets, Greg Benevent. Hello. On the ones and twos, the Cleveland kid. <laughs> His name is a, is a crime. The criminal, <laughs> Rob Banks. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. And go Browns. Beat those Jets. Ah. Hall of Fame game. Always glad to see Rob here. Yes, that's how that's how low we've gotten. We've had to... <laughs> that's how the strike has affected us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming up in the second half. Hey, we'll blame Canada. Mm -hmm. We'll 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 groom Kenny. Mm -hmm. uh, all of the above. Yes. But the era is here. It's that time we've been waiting for. These are the new leads. These are the Glengarry leads. The Glengarry plays are here. Let's get to the tweets. I'm so glad you finally got that clip. That is so great. <laughs> Starting with at Farabaugh, FB Nick Farabaugh, Connor Hayward takes the jet sweep, but this time he throws instead of running it, finds Pat Fryermuth on the pass for the touchdown. Matt Canada trickeration. It's here. The 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 the, the, the real Canada has stood up. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, it's interesting. This is like, I would have thought this is one of the uh, appendices to the Glengarry leads, like the, the trick plays. I had always thought the Glengarry plays were, here's the other things we're going to do with Kenny. Like, here's the things where it's, you know, attacking the middle of the field and, uh, uh, you know, not just having a, a post. But hey, this is all part of it too. This is, this is one more aspect of it. Again, I'm not sure how many uh, uh, passes I want Connor Hayward throwing, but uh, once or twice a year, sure. Oh, you thought all this development was for Kenny, the franchise quarterback. No, no, that's what everyone is thinking. Look, mm. look, uh, everyone's looking at Kenny to have the ball. No, so we're zagging when they zig, and it's it's mm. uh, Hayward to Muth. If you had that on your on your fantasy uh, on ballot or whatever your betting slip, yeah. I mean, I, if you're in the fantasy league where you get to you know picking the other teams, uh, uh, where you're down to picking third string tight ends or maybe maybe second string fullbacks or whatever position it is Hayward actually plays. Absolutely. No, I, I, and also this hits me just how much the word trickeration has evolved. Like two decades ago, it was like a clever play on words. Now it's apparently an actual technical term we're using. Trickeration is a noun, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is the, um, which is the, 
a personification of trickery, which is uh, also a noun, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's synonymous with trickery. Like it, uh, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but anyway, but yes. Yeah, so I mean, this is this is one more thing. Uh, I, I guess if, if they do this once in a game and it works great, and if it doesn't, then we'll uh, it'll be one more reason to fire Canada if uh, Hayward misses this pass. This is no. This is it. This is the. Okay. Well, this is not the only Glengarry play. Oh, here it comes. At Alex Kazora, Alex Kazora, Kendrick Green has become a fan favorite. Catches another pass in the flat. Legit runs through Tanner Muse. Spins off. Stays on his feet. Gets ten more yards. There's yak. There's catch and run. This is Kendrick Green. The the uh, if you would have said public enemy number one on Steeler Nation a week ago. Uh, I mean, you're right. If you going into camp, you say which players are the fans least happy to see there. Kendrick Green would absolutely be on top of it. Now just wild cheering anytime he's anywhere near the ball. And what's particularly spooky about this to me is that I mean, obviously it came from Vince Williams, but still, this feels like it was started by Twitter. <laughs> Could this be? I mean, a real. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not saying that's what made that Tomlin was looking at his Twitter account. You know what? That would be a good idea. But it's it's. But I mean, the Vince Williams tweet uh, was that a year ago. I mean, it's you can't totally roll it out. You don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Like it's just, oh. it's just annoying. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's something to it there. It very well could be. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it, 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 yeah. It's, 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 it's something else to do with Kendrick Green versus letting him get beat on the line by like a third string linebacker. Or I don't something. think we've ever seen. I can't think of anything like this where the guy has gone from let we want him off the team, you know, yesterday mm-hmm. to now he's. You know, there's going to be jerseys in the Cheers stands. Cheers at the mention of his name. Yes, I, I I can't think of that. I mean, everything you think of like that is, and it's there's really nothing close. I, mean, I was going to say Deshae Townsend. He got benched, and then he came back as a starter and was fine. People were not running out and buying Townsend 26 jerseys, nor were they going nuts at the mere mention of his name. It uh, no, this is this is totally new in terms of uh, Steeler fandom. It you know, really is. Is, is is something like Robert Spillane count? You know, like he emerges with that with that Derrick Henry hit. But- and the Interception touchdown against Lamar. Yeah, I mean, that was all yeah. around that time. But no, no. It, it's still not the same thing because nobody because nobody looked at the undrafted free agent Spillane and thought, okay, this guy's a bust. They thought he's an undrafted free agent. He's not going to play that much. Versus a third round pick who was put in immediately as the starting center and given the number of the departing center who has at least an outside shot at the Hall of Fame. And I think we can all kind of realize now maybe Kendrick Green was hired for a job. Maybe he wasn't necessarily the most qualified for. I don't think. I think there's a lot of blame to go around there. But yeah, this is new. This is new for uh, uh, the fans doing an exact 180 in the span of like three passes. Yeah, in a matter of maybe five seconds. Like, you know, if, if when he probably walked out on the field, they were like, what's Kendrick Green doing out there on the field? And then as soon as he touched the ball, they're like, Kendrick Green for the win. Right, and Truck's a career special teamer and Tanner Muse. At, uh, I mean, he and he's inspired a set of memes. Let's see what the, uh, let, tell me what your favorite uh, Kendrick Green meme of the week is. Uh-uh. Let's go to the board here. We've got Kendrick Green at guard, depressed. Kendrick Green at fullback, thriving. I, I mean, I, 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 this one's cute, but I never understood this meme in the first place. Like, does the person looking at them at the like the sad person not understand that the mountains are over there? Like, we're all going on the same tram in the same direction. That's the point. We're all okay. on the, we're all on the same oh, globe okay. together. You know, I see. But the guy just isn't, didn't turn his head. So it. Um, I mean, that's fine. I mean, it's the fact that we're making Kendrick Green memes. I think is still a lot for me to wrap my mind around. Okay. Well, how about how about this classic? Oh God. Me, Kendrick Green. 
as a center. Kendrick Green as a fullback. Woohoo! <laughs> I, I I never knew this meme needed that noise before, but um, but yeah. no, the, you're right. No, you're right. It does. it does. It does. Right, exactly. That's if you're it. not watching it uh, on home, yeah. And I think these are both the same woman, right? Didn't we find that? Or they're, oh, or is it? Right? No, or no, something no. like that. Or uh, maybe I'm thinking of a different version of this. But um, I don't think. But yeah, no, this one's fine. I mean, it, it, they're all, you know, again, the, the, we're talking this much about Kendrick Green. That's a sign that a, it really is an amazing turnaround, and b. Nothing has happened of note yet. How about one more? This is my favorite meme. <laughs> Glasses off, Kendrick. Kendrick Green. Glasses on, Jim Brown. Uh, I, all right, that's cute. That's adorable. I oh, like Jim this Brown. one because at least it gets it. <laughs> Like but at one. least this is a joke. Like it, that, like there's an exaggeration in it. And I, and I also like the kind of compression you have to do on this picture to get Kendrick Green in, in, in there. Like you made him like a foot. You had to make him a foot shorter and like thirty pounds wider. Let's see. I think we got. I think we got Kendrick Green with the ball here. Oh, let's take a look at uh, this is okay. for watching on YouTube. Oh, there we go. Like. Okay, right, let's take it. Okay, let it. Let's let the lag. Come on, here we go. Okay. But, okay. No, we're still gonna lag. Well, that's, that's well, that's just how big and slow the man moves. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> that, uh... I mean, I you know they're giving him these are real fullback reps. Yes. These aren't. These this are isn't the actual just a, This isn't like a gimmick. Like right. oh, you know, Marquise Pouncey's kicking field goals at or, camp, this or when is... him and Ben would throw touchdown passes, whatever that goofiness was. Yes, exactly. This is. I mean, and also too, just on top of the fact that these reps are happening. I mean, if there's one thing we know, they are very serious and conservative about which of these reps get used when. That is something they schedule out well in advance. So, yeah, this is something they're actually looking at. Well, can, but can we talk reality, though? Because <laughs> when it comes to this 53, all right, mm -hmm. so let's say that they keep nine or even ten linemen. Mm -hmm. you, they still can only uh, dress eight on game days. Right. So you got your five starters. I'm mm -hmm. assuming there's another tackle getting dressed, like mm -hmm. our first-round rookie. Certainly. Uh, then they say Nate Herbig seems mm -hmm. to be not only the backup guard, but maybe even the backup, backup center. A few other positions, yes. So that's seven. So now if you want Kendrick Green to get fullback snaps, you've got to dress him. He's the eighth. Uh, he's the eighth offensive lineman there right and i think that your your point the point that you're making which is very valid is shows exactly why on some level they're going through all these things because you're one is because they want to see is kendrick green worth this like that's what you're doing all of this for it's because without this fullback stuff there was no way that we're even having this conversation about him being one of these eight they have to try all these things just to see if he really is worth it so yeah i'd be surprised if uh you get a whole lot of this uh, throughout the season. I have no idea how practice squad eligibility works at this point. I know from what Tomlin said, that's where this originally comes from, from last year when they were preparing for the Ravens and they had uh, Green do some of this because I guess their fullback is similar, someone that used to be uh, a guard. But um, but yeah, that's why you have to try all this just to see if there's even the slightest chance that he's going to sneak into that eight. So who, you know, if that's the case, then are you, you're, you're, you're okay then with cutting you'd have to cut Kevin Dodson probably, or, or he'd be the inactive guy. Right. Or you'd trade him or see what, again, I don't know what practice squad eligibility is now, but I, I'm not saying I'm comfortable with it. I'm saying I've seen enough that I'd like to see this in preseason games to see if this really is worth it. Plus, you know what else I'd like to see in a preseason game? Ah, Kendrick Green playing the offensive line. Well, from what I, I mean, according to Wednesday's practice, it sounds like he was there at, go, at center and it was 
is, you know, more of the same. Right, so. exactly. It's, it's, it's his, his hand is weak or he did, they got to his shoulder or whatever they did during Ben's last season that uh, made Kendrick Green so inadequate. I remembered someone who knows a lot more than me saying that. So exactly. really, he's really on the roster only to be a fullback. He's not, you don't really want him to be there playing center snaps. No, I, I, I wouldn't, no. But so it, are you happy, Would you are you giving him a roster spot to be the fullback that might only get four to five snaps a game? If not, he's dressed, if he's dressed. If he dresses, uh, not not before seeing three preseason games. I mean, maybe this is an amazing thing. Maybe it takes off. Uh, uh, maybe they can't, maybe they can sneak someone else onto the practice squad. But, uh, you know, I going into this training camp uh, a week or so ago, yes, is Kendrick Green? And yes, absolutely not. I mean, that's ridiculous. Why are we even talking about this? The fact that there's even the slightest bit of hesitancy in my voice today means that uh, things have changed dramatically. Still, a football is 60 minutes. It's See, never it's going training to be camp pretty. is a 60 minute game, apparently. apparently. So, out the window, three years of 60 minutes, apparently. Right, uh, so camp we're gonna fight to the end we'll we'll see we'll see because <laughs> uh, then you got names like you know like la raven clark then like on the practice squad or not on the roster or that, just cut now. that seventh no. round uh rookie who's spencer or something or can other. play guard and tackle mm-hmm. you know it's like so that you, seems like a guy you could get on the practice squad the seventh round rookie i mean that one then again maybe the the the, the washed out center who at best can give you four to five uh snaps at fullback a game also maybe a guy if he still has that eligibility gets on the practice squad too i asked if he's playing any special teams and you know people were like no oh, i haven't really been paying attention i asked uh chris adamanski i think at the trib i haven't okay. been paying attention but it's like mm-hmm. if he could even right. do you know again that's a real the more you can do because then all of a sudden he's in a totally different conversation for who those roster spots are let's uh let's talk more roster let's move on to at pg sports now post-gazette sports Steeler insider ray fittipato is ready to take your questions from training camp and the question is is anthony mcfarlane a loster a loster rock a roster lock <laughs> and insider Ray Fittipaldo says, if they keep three running backs, McFarlane is probably that guy. But they haven't felt the need to dress three running backs. Maybe they'll just keep their number three running back on the practice squad. Now, this is interesting. This Mm -hmm. is how maybe you get um, a Kendra Green on your 53. If you only have two, is it just Warren, Najee? As your running backs? Well, I mean, and also, because I, I, I assume in a game where should catastrophe strike and both of them go down and they can't run, then Hayward, I assume, becomes kind of your feature back for whatever's left of that game. I mean, that game's probably lost, but I mean, it's not like at that point, you know, you're just doing handoffs to Pickens or something. But um, I, 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 but I sort of get, every time I open, read one of these practice reports about what's happening, it's another handoff or pass to Anthony McFarland. And it very well could be, and, and it, it's camp. So that means one of two things is happening. One, hey, they are going to feature McFarlane. He's going to be used more often than you think he is going to be the third running back. Or two, like Kendrick Crane, we want to see if there's any value there whatsoever. So we're going to use him as much as possible now to see if he makes this decision more difficult on us in a few weeks. He doesn't, only thing, he doesn't play special teams. He's That's like a this knock. tall from what he's like. Yeah. Dude. So, and if he's not, and if he's automatically not going to be dressed, if he makes the 53, if he's an mm-hmm. automatic undresser, undressed. Mm-hmm. Um, of the undressed. I don't know. That all yeah. sounds correct. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's kind of like, what is his role then? I, you know, just just a stash, just to have a running back? If you put someone like him on the practice squad, is another team going to say, hey, we'll take all the running backs we can find? I mean, uh, maybe, but I, I find that a little hard to believe because I I, want, I didn't know he was going to make the team last year. So, I, I, and and I think the thing is, you know, Anthony McFarland, maybe that year he was the fourth round pick. Maybe somebody might have taken him for you. But boy, there's a lot of these guys, aren't there? Guys that run hard and fast at Big Ten schools or something <laughs> equivalent. And then, you know, uh, maybe they don't have the best seasons you can maybe you can find another one of those guys that's a little bit younger maybe uh so i'd be surprised if someone just rips them off the practice squad but uh, that doesn't seem it seems like if they do maybe you could find somebody else's anthony mcfarland kendrick green I right think. yes i think uh, uh kendrick green okay enough of no wait not enough let's not enough. keep okay. going mm-hmm. to oh we got more roster talk sorry i'm looking for the different sound effects and i'm mm-hmm. looking for this one mm-hmm. At C.D. Christen, Corey Christen, Kenny Pickett shared who he believes has emerged as the Steelers' fourth wide receiver. He called this teammate reliable from DK Sports. It's Gunnar Krzyzewski. Yes, Gunnar Krzyzewski. I heard it. Um, yeah, may, again, that's another one that makes a, de- a decision difficult. Go, I, I. But he's also one that looked very good in preseason last year, uh, up until he fumbled that kick against the uh, Patriots. Yeah, you know that right now. What was interesting with the first depth chart that came out, it was basically mm-hmm. all veterans. Uh, or experienced players over right. rookies and newcomers. Which is ex- how it always is. Except for kick return and punt return, where mm-hmm. it was Calvin Austin, who's never touched the ball in in a pro game. Mm-hmm. Uh, or a preseason game. Yeah. In first, in first depth chart over Gunner. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah, Gunner's really got to earn, if not... If it's if it's more like it's Austin's job to lose than yes. Gunner's to win, as far as the return spot. But mm-hmm. if you say he's going to be the number four, hands down, receiver... Um, and then is you got to have Miles Boykin for special teams then, right? right. I mean, somebody so, good is going to get cut. Somebody who can make an NFL roster, who can contribute to an NFL roster is going to be cut and contribute to someone else's NFL roster. Uh, that yeah, that's uh that sounds uh that sounds good to me. Is is would you call Gunner a roster lock at uh, at this stage and point? I mean, I wouldn't, but I I I I if he gets cut, I don't think anyone's going to go and ask Kenny and say, "Hey, you found this guy reliable. What happened?" I I I think this is it, it, this feels like things that, were, that these quotes, all this stuff. It's like these are all things that happen right before where we are, right before the first preseason camp. Where like we're still in that like, hey, this is good look, looks good in practice versus who looks good against anyone else who's not wearing the same jersey against real uh, real gray faces, right? Um, exactly, or those lovely uh, uh, the bright pale orange uh, uh, Buccaneer jerseys. Uh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but if Kenny if Kenny sees that Gunner is reliable, I mean Kenny coaches, and it's not like Kenny and coaches are on totally right. different wavelengths. Absolutely, if Kenny's seeing like, hey, Gunner's turned out to be the guy, mm-hmm. um, you know. Although I did see. Did you see Hakeem Butler on those one-on-one drills? Um, oh gosh, right. he, I mean, he's a he's a real grown that's a man. big dude. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's why he's going to keep being. If he's not in the Steelers camp, he's going to be in somebody's camp because he's not getting any shorter if this team cuts him. Yeah, I mean, he lo- it looked like it looked like a man playing against boys. Oh, the I'm way sure. he, uh, you know, that's one-on-one. Which drills. sure is what it looked like in the XFL or whatever too when he was playing in that. Then I'll give Gunner uh, credit on his one-on-one drill. He shook J.P. Jr. pretty well. Not easy to do. 
Um, so okay, so it's Gunner. So I think it's a it's a as far as we said on the eve of the first preseason game, I think mm-hmm. Gunner is a lock as we sit here. <laughs> yes, before anything has been, and I think that's the other part of it too is that I take Tomlin at his word that none of this has been decided. That he really that he and the rest of them really are going to determine that. Maybe they have an idea. I, I do know uh, with hundred percent certainty that he that uh, depth chart would never have come out if it wasn't mandated by the league. At no You're point exactly would Tomlin right. do that unless he had to. Yeah. You're exactly right. That's right. Um, You're too exactly right. You got, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, how about one last thing on the rosters? Mm-hmm. Let's go to... Uh, where am I going to? Let's... Oh, yeah. Let's do this one. Mm-hmm. At Mark Cabali, insider Mark Cabali. Hard to find an avenue where Dan Moore Jr. isn't the starting left tackle to start the season. His quote is, Moore is blowing Jones out of the water. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I, our, our beloved alum, Christopher Carter, has said the exact opposite, which is why I'm so glad I've never watched a practice. Or, you know, and, and you, it's very easy to drive yourself uh, crazy uh, following these things because um, I, I, I don't know. I can't determine it. And I certainly can't extrapolate out from whatever happened in a drill versus what happens when it, whoever is playing that position will be going up against the defending uh, National League defense, uh, football defensive player of the year. So that's what that was the thing that always made me think it was going to be more regardless, just because, again, this is very first game, first one. And here is uh, your defending uh, league MVP. So this is we shouldn't we should wait until at least Saturday morning. Until, I would uh, think I would think that uh, that would that would be where I would be with it. But I always thought Moore was going to start this game regardless of what Jones did. Maybe yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah, I think Moore is going to start week one. I, I think it's uh, might be a little surprising to hear you know like Moore is blowing Jones out of the water. Or, uh, yeah, you know. I hadn't heard that. And, and again, because everyone else has said the opposite, including uh, I believe uh, Carvalho's former employer, right? Yeah, I think DK was what you know. Their guys were saying, you know, but everyone's using different, you know, like the you know biggest on the rise guy or something. You know, well, does that mean good or not? You know, like on the rise guy. I don't know. Uh, No, Carter said that uh, uh, recently that uh, Jones was on track to start. All right. Well, it's good to see the big boy. Yeah, I just want you know we can put them both out there as far as. There's times they needed that in the past with uh, how many left tackles. All right, why don't we take a break? And in the second half, uh, we'll talk. Blaming Canada. There's still time to blame Canada. Even before it's time to blame Canada. Like, even before there's something to blame. Great. Because after this first preseason game and the Glengarry plays come out, then (laughs) it's going to be, you know, extend Canada. (laughs) That's the hashtag. We'll also groom Kenny some, mm-hmm. and who knows what else. I don't Indeed. know. Indeed. All right, that's coming up in the second half. Hold on. Final pre-preseason. Pre-s- and not a moment too soon on that. Let the preseason begin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we can let the season begin. And then, <laughs> or else just don't have to talk about the pre-preseason. The pre-preseason is uh, the longest pre-preseason in his... It doesn't, maybe not in Steelers history, but it certainly feels like it's, it. It's gone... Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of times you're like, oh, I can't believe the season's that far away. And then you also think like, ah, I can't believe it hasn't started yet. 
Now is the time to play the hits. No, where is it? You know the hits. Play them. Play Canada. Play Canada. Before we see the Glengarry plays, we still have reason to bitch and complain. Is that a rhyme? I'm a poet now. <laughs> Starting with at Yin's Up. Yin's Up. All I have to say is if Matt Canada does not use Darnell Washington on a regular basis in the passing game, y'all put better put money on my books. What I'm going to do is for Yins. He's, so he's, he's going to go like take care of Matt Canada. Oh, okay. Because I, uh, I couldn't follow this. Like You were supposed to bet on him or Darnell Washington not doing anything. Okay. Thank you for uh, uh, illuminating the threat. He's talking you, about murder. Yeah, okay. Well, so, who knows? No, who mean, knows? You know. As much as we can trust the, the integrity of Yin's up. So, you know, Canada, right? He's got all the weapons. There's no excuses. It's got Kenny. He's passing over the middle. He's and got again, the third str- the third round rookie tight end, apparently, is what we need to run the offense through. And, yeah. Uh, so, you know, what is Darnell in a regular? Because uh, I got a text this week saying, uh, you know, uh, Darnell on my fantasy team. And I'm thinking, I don't, you know, I think this dude might only get two touches a game or right. something. You know? I would be, I would be very, I mean, it's, there's, I would imagine there's going to be games where he might get like seven or eight catches, but I, I think there'd be a lot more two or three. I mean, it's at, at you know, I don't want to be like too conservative here, but I think a pretty good uh, going into the season paradigm for how they might use Washington is look at how they used Gentry last year. Yeah, like yeah. maybe a little more than that because Washington's clearly much more talented. But the idea that like okay, they, you know, he's out there maybe third and long, third and something, and you just kind of hope the other team's defense forgets about him, and or you know, certainly I do think they'll use him Washington more in the red zone just because it's like okay, this guy's big, we can throw him the ball. But uh, so maybe a little bit more than that. But if you were kind of establishing a baseline for what it might be, that's where my mind would go. I, yeah, I see him as, you know, he comes in for some run plays, you know, maybe he comes in 10 snaps a game, and then it's like on that 10th snap, then he, you know, he, he right. chips the guy and goes out for a route, you know, right. maybe, gets, you know. You know, six yards on third and four, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I'm not expecting, I'm, you know, don't draft him on your fantasy teams. Don't. Right, I mean, unless uh, you're in some league, again, where it's like you're, you know, you can go like 40 rounds deep and we're going to fourth string tight ends. And, Touchdown yeah. only league, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. maybe. Or a league that somehow incorporates blocking. I'm not sure how that works, but yeah. Oh, blocking, that would be a fun uh, fantasy league. Okay. <laughs> um, Let's move on to at... Bigfoots, 0169, Jitterbug, Mr. Optimistic. Okay, LOL for Matt Canada haters. Remember when the Steelers' offense finishes in the top five in the NFL overall and top (laughs) ten in many categories, and you're pleading AR2 to keep him. Ask yourself, is it Matt Canada finally getting it? The players or the addition of Glenn Thomas? So, I mean, punchline at the end... uh, um, with with withheld well you know what is the ultimate is it going to be like matt canada finally gets it or is it going to be the players finally get it well first i mean this man did not have to add mr optimistic into his title for me to just uh, surmise that it um i i i i mean i would be uh very surprised were this to occur but um this would be a real rising tide uh all boats kind of situation like yeah the players would get most of the praise but there would be since i i do think there if this were to happen and again this feels like you know what would i do if i had a unicorn and it showed up in my garage mm. but if this 
if this were to happen, there would be a whole lot from like so many people in the media that we've been making fun of for a while that doing like it's time for all of you, the fans, to apologize to Matt Canada because this would be su- a such a dramatic change and b there was so much vociferous hatred last season. <laughs> Like, so this would, if this were to occur, this like genuine Cinderella story, um, then yeah, that, that I, I would be the players and then it would be Canada would get more praise than I think uh, might seem possible right now just because of what it would be a backlash. I mean, that's what that praise would be. It would be an actual response to how much hatred we saw. Again, this still feels like, you know, it, it, will I buy a private jet that's big enough for everyone in my, you know, extended family? But yeah. I think that's uh, uh, I think that's how that would go in this particular fantasy. Never say never, but never. <laughs> I, I think actually I think this is be careful what you wish for. If mm. the Steelers' offense is top ten in many categories, I think that's going to mean that we've been playing behind a lot because we're going to have to uh, you know make up some of that fourth that's quarter yardage mm-hmm. and stuff. So it means it probably means we're not playing the type of game plan we want because I imagine that. Um, you know, will be more about holding teams to yardage than necessarily, you know, scoring points. On uh, that is a good point. If the, if the offense is top 10 in many categories, the defense might not be. And, so, uh, yeah. And because- also, too, I mean, it's also many categories as what. Well. I mean, I, I imagine, I mean, I don't want to put something in this guy's mouth, but I mean, he was thinking in terms of like passing and touchdowns, all that top 10 in many categories in terms of like ball possession. And, uh, you know, yards per carry, like those kind of stats would be the ones that would lead to this team winning games, not, uh, 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 you know, passing yardage. Yeah, I would love to be top five in uh, ball control this right. year. Yeah, that would help this team. Um, all right, let's think. Let's go to at Kyle Beagle, Kyle Beagle, Bleacher Report. Pittsburgh will probably be one of the most boring teams in the league this year. I actually think That's this is a correct take. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to make fun of Mr. Kyle Beagle, which is such a wonderful <laughs> AI sounding name. But yes, I would. That would that I, I agree. And that would lead to a very good season where this to be a boring team. Uh, uh, everyone else can enjoy running up and down the field, uh, multiple interceptions, uh, ball control, stingy defense, uh, running the ball, running the clock, getting in an ordinary amount of uh, touches to the fullback the fourth receiver the third string uh, tight end all these wonderful boring things that would add up to a successful season yes undynamic mm-hmm. you know just mm-hmm. ball control kind of um, yeah like sort of it's just a very plodding blunt uh, uh, object kind of attack yeah um, the uh, but you know this past season it was a pretty boring team for mo- I think you know up, up until maybe the fourth quarter comebacks. Well, I, yeah, I, I I think I think that's a good point. Again, this is another case of the last you know the last nine games of last season kind of pro- hopefully providing a uh, a jumping off point for what this team's going to be in the coming season because the first half of last season was in its own way uh, not boring. A lot of uh, interceptions <laughs> and uh, big uh, plays against and uh, you know those things. Those are the things that get on TV forgettable if anything I don't know. <laughs> um okay well oh my god they groomed kenny you bastard still grooming kenny don't forget about uh our qb1 here let's go to okay at lucial 1992 matthew lucial 
Kenny Pickett had a 97.6 QBR when targeting George Pickens last season. This is the best QBR by any quarterback targeting any wide receiver this season with a minimum of 50 attempts. This I almost thought this was fake. I thought, yeah. is this fake? And then I looked, and it was. this is actually from back in January. Brooke Pryor originally okay. uh, tweeted this or wrote this in her article. But... Um, you know, I, I, because I'm, I'm kind of cold on picket to pickens as far as, um, you know, I'm not expecting, uh, you know, 1,200 yards or right. 10 touchdowns. You know, yeah, I, I, I would be too. I mean, this, and this is, I think, just on top of that's part of the reason I don't trust as much as I didn't trust the old QB rating, which had that max out of 158.3 or whatever. I'm even, I'm even more against the one that apparently tops out at 100, like numbers should. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I this this all sounds fine. My first thought was the minimum of fifty attempts. How much higher than fifty were these attempts? At uh, yeah, that's a I good mean point. that yeah. you know. So it's but you know the thing is, uh, 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 it any time the team loses. That's what they're going to criticize uh, the play calling for the most is that they didn't go pick into pickings. I mean, I, I'm with you. I think it's I think it's an important weapon. I think it's a viable weapon. I think it's not a crutch in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, Pete. Like I, again, again, I, same person who texted me was like DJ or Pickens, and I said, you know, if you're if, if it's you're talking fantasy and you're talking receptions and mm-hmm. yards, it's probably DJ is still you know wide out number one. And you know? also, you can probably get him pretty low in your fantasy uh, league since he had no touchdowns last year. I bet you get him uh, uh, yeah, before I mean, a lot of other people. Yeah, compared to um, yeah, compared to the I guy that's going in on mag- national magazines and saying I'm the best receiver in the game. <laughs> yes, compared to Kendrick Green. Don't draft Kendra Green in here. Not yet. Um, One more thing. Oh, yeah. One more thing on Kenny. (laughs) At by Josh Carney. Josh Carney. For Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph, his time in the QB room last season was the most fun I've had in his NFL career to date. Is this the most shade Mason has ever thrown? <laughs> you thought the exact same thing as me. Yes. How could it not be? I mean, here's two guys that you want to go, you want to hang out with. Two guys more or less your age that you can party with, that you can have a good time, versus uh, uh, Ben just over there uh, glowering at you if he's at all acknowledging your presence. I just, I remember, was it last season or two? Se- it must have been two seasons ago where Ben posted that video of him. They're like playing like Hot Shots hoop in the off and he's dunking over the offensive line coach and Mace is just sitting there like on, on his pad like doing his and I'm thinking man Mason doesn't have much fun there so if this is the most fun uh you mean what well, I mean I guess there's no hot shots hoops in the in the locker room well maybe though. there is but maybe it's other people get to play more of the hot shots hoops maybe we've democratized the hot shots hoops process and yeah no no one comes in with a hall of fame resume for hot shots hoops Mason has someone he can uh, show his swipes to finally. Like <laughs> Ben didn't care to. Well, I mean, we didn't see him at the picture, but like, I assume Mason was at least invited to that wedding. That group oh, really? Wedding. I'd be stunned if he wasn't. I mean, that's you know, maybe not. I don't know, but I, 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 I but it seems like that would have been, you know, it's. And you know what? It just hit me. Even if he wasn't, I take his am at his word that this is still the most fun he's had in the NFL to date. We can't speculate. I'm yeah. I, I, all the more reason I wish Hard Knocks was this year. We could see we could see Kendra Green. We could oh, see man. Mason in the in the locker room. This is a mm-hmm. you know this Jets thing. I'm not I'm not down with Aww. it. Um. All right. Well, you know what? I think that there's a band trying to get out of here. Mason is in the way. He's the drum major. That's how much fun. See, I believe that. I could believe that. 
No fun in the locker room? Come on, Mace. <laughs> Not much fun to talk uh, engineering with Josh Dobbs. And, um, <laughs> so this is the sign, and this is the exactly. Yeah, exactly. Here, it's, 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 why don't you look at my homework? I need to check this out. All right, just a couple odds and ends. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to at Luciao, 1992, Matt Luciao. Najee Harris needs 700 rushing yards this season to break the Steelers' franchise record for most yards in first three seasons. This is a, this kind of snuck up on me. Like, yeah. I'm thinking like Lev Bell, you know, we're just a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how he's the third greatest rusher statistically. But, uh, you know, here's uh, Najee on pace here. I mean, I would have thought the bus. I mean, which, like I said, when I saw this, I immediately thought, are they saying from the start of the player's career, the start with the Steelers? But, um, but no, I mean, it shows, you know, as much as it feels like uh, Najee, I, I, I feel like so much of the frustration that part of the fan base has with Najee is that it doesn't feel like he's taken over games. Or won games by himself, but I'm not sure we necessarily live in a league anymore where that's something that can happen all that often. I mean, it barely happens all that often with Henry and the Titans. Are it's some there was some talk like, well, you want to keep you want to take it easy on Najee this season, but that's not how Tomlin ever does things. <laughs> so you know, I I already hate to look you know it's look next year. So are you thinking option time? Are you ready to pick up his option if he becomes this? Uh, you know, if he breaks the Steeler franchise record for most yards in three seasons. Well, I think. What I do think is that Tolman is going to do everything in his power to get them to pick up that option. I mean, everything you hear is how much he loves Najee, how much he believes in Najee, how much he runs to run the offense through Najee. So, you know, barring some kind of catastrophic injury or something, I, I would assume that at least Tolman's going to fight very hard for that. I do think he's going to break this record, but I want them to use Jalen plenty too. I mean, I, I Jalen showed that he can be a great uh, you know change of pace back and also by doing that that makes it easier on Najee since again you know the other I mean he didn't it didn't happen for all of them but something Najee has over the other Steeler running backs in history is that 17 game season yeah that's gonna skew all these stats isn't it mm-hmm. I'm like uh, uh, yeah it's already I, I don't, I don't want to say asterisks because no one game isn't worth an asterisk you know. and also Najee was hurt for we'll never get a clear answer on it for how much but at least the first month of last season should there be a 12-game era, a 16-game era, uh, you know, like... Well, I mean, I think we're, we're, you know, people are going to be aware of those kinds of things when you look at the highlights. You're like, oh, this guy's picture's in black and white, and this guy's in <laughs> HD. Uh, just we get all those stupid, you know, comparison fights, like, who was better, you know, uh, LeBron or Kobe? I don't you know, like, we don't have a ton of those in Steeler Nation, but... Right. T- Terry Ben, that kind of stuff, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, they played fewer games then, too. I think it's, yeah, but I, yeah, I, 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 I but you're going to see a lot more of this kind of thing where somebody is, you know, I mean, it, it, this also looks very different if, say, you take away a game and it's, you know, Najee needs 850 rushing yards, right? Najee needs 900 rushing yards. Then you're like, I mean, he still probably sets this record. Yeah. But so, but it's not, but you might look at it just a little bit more dogs in a fan. He's, he's heating up. Well, okay. this this is the heating up year, is it? I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to th- get that in there. Let's, Always. Uh, and the final word is our master of the obvious. There he is. Moo. Master of the obvious. Was that just one moo? Oh, I didn't know how many moves you had. Mur. I thought it was like going to be like three moos. <laughs> <laughs> Our al- he was just our ally just a month ago. Now, <laughs> at the herd, Colin Coward, 
The Steelers have three playoff wins in the last 12 seasons. They have embarrassing losses. Remember the one to Tebow, to Blake Bortles, to Baker Mayfield? He went on this whole rant like, like he was like, we, you know, we look back in history, like, you know, like it was like he discovered this. Like not every, like everyone in Steeler Nation hasn't been dwelling on these three games our entire lives. Well, or- I think also with, with Colin, I think it's particularly funny because of that other clip you put out where in July he said, as of today, the Steelers are in the playoffs and not in the Ravens. And, and nothing has happened today. And nothing has happened since then. It is. Uh, I know. enjoy that Mayfield loss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be quiet now. <laughs> It, um, but with, uh, but I think this it's one of the, I don't know if I've ever said this, but it's one of the reasons I'm so glad we do this show once a week and not uh, five days a week and not for several, for three hours, five days a week, because the more time you have to fill, the more time you have to do things like this, where it's like, hey, here's the thing I learned that other people know, and we're talking about this now. So I, I'm grateful that by doing this less, we uh, have less opportunity to uh, say repetitively dumb things. You're exactly right. Yeah, you are exactly right. You know, it's like, I know he's a national platform, but it's like I've been dwelling on these three losses, I think, every day for the last, I don't know. My, I feel like this is my life. I can't remember a time before Tebow. Was there a time before Tebow? I can't even, you know. Well, they came back in that game, too. I mean, yeah. the other two games, they were never in against the Jaguars or the Browns. They came back. They came the back. They scored. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, yeah, the, the Broncos game, they pushed that one to overtime at least. Yeah, the Browns when they there was a lot of luck in that game. Well, I mean, but they weren't prepared. Steelers weren't prepared coming out in that thing. I mean, the very first play, they fumbled into the end zone. <laughs> That's why I say, you know, I say playoffs, anything, it's like in the NFL, any given Sunday, but even more so in the playoffs. Right, because so, every game is a game seven. That's why I don't treat, you know, three playoff wins in 12 seasons, I don't treat that as a trend. I treat that as three. I trade that's 12 individual occurrences. You know, does that make sense, though? I don't know. Close enough, yeah. That's what we've been talking about. I guess. I guess. <laughs> email the show, yinspod412 right. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, email me, and maybe we'll try to get that. I'm trying to find a, a more direct way to do conversation, because Twitter Perfect. is not, you know, no, not that it. is that is passing away. Threads is still not up to speed. I got it. Oh, I got it invited to Blue Sky. Hey, that's the best news all day. Is it? I don't know. It's I close. I don't have a profile finished yet, but okay. I'm, um, um, yeah, I don't know. That's the best way to keep the, con- We're, you can follow me on TikTok. I've been doing that. Good. At Kyle Kreiss. Are you, I mean, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I've come to enjoy Instagram as much as a person can, I suppose. At uh, at Greg Benevent, V is in Bravo, E N E, V is in Victor, E N T. If you are in the Los Angeles area, this Saturday is opening night of the Burbank Comedy Festival. Mm-hmm. You know where you can see comics like Jay Leno or Laura Keitlinger, but across the hall. <laughs> Uh, with a, probably a broken AC and no bar service, you'll find. They'll probably me. have both of those things by Saturday. I got no. Say. They they will. They yeah. will. It, we're, uh, you can see me at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. I will be there in attendance. I will enjoy that. You'll regret it. <laughs> Otherwise, um, I don't know. Until next week. Keep listening to your coach. Be the best self. That's going to be required. Stay in school.